When you're preaching, there's almost nothing more important than capturing and maintaining the attention of your listeners. Without their attention, you cannot get your content across. You can't get your message across. They won't hear what you're saying and their life will not be impacted. So you want to get their attention and you want to keep it, but there's something that works against that, that you have complete control over. And that is the things that you do that are physically distracting, the physical things that you do that are distracting to your listeners. In other words, they take away from your message, they take their attention off of your content and onto you and the strange thing that you're doing that you may not even know that you're doing. So in this series of two episodes, we're going to talk about the five distracting physical habits of pastors. In this one, we're going to talk about part one, a couple of distracting physical habits. And then in part two, next week, we will talk about the remainder. And in this, you're going to find maybe some things that you do that maybe you don't realize that you do them. That's entirely possible because a lot of these are involuntary things. But some of these things are things that you might do that you know you do, but you may not realize how distracting they actually are. In any case, I hope that this is going to help you with your sermons as you attempt and, and try to be as distraction-free as possible. That's what all of us are trying to do. We are never going to get it completely right, but all of us are trying to just be as distraction-free as we can so that people can focus without distraction on the message. For that, stick around. My name's Lane. This is the Preaching Donkey Podcast, and this is episode 100. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for being here. If you are one of the OGs of Preaching Donkey, you've been listening for a long time, thank you so much. We would never have made it to 100 episodes were it not for your support, so thank you. And if you're new here, welcome. We're just getting started, barely getting started, 100 episodes. We're so happy that you're here. we got a lot of resources at Preaching Donkey to serve you. Books, courses, the content here on YouTube, on the podcast. So look around, see what you can find and what might be helpful to you. But the place to start, the best place to start is my free guide, which is my 21-day guide to creating killer sermons. If you go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days, you can pick it up there for free. And it's going to be a three-week, three-step process that will walk you through how to create and deliver a compelling, life-changing message. So if you're new to preaching, this is a perfect resource for you. And even if you're old to preaching, like you've been doing it a long time, this might give you some new, fresh perspective on how to create a message in maybe a different way than you've done before. So no matter what your preaching level or experience, there's something in there for you. PreachingDonkey.com slash 21 days. Every preacher has physical tendencies that unintentionally distract the audience. I wrote this back in May of 2018 for those who are wondering, but it's still relevant today. Sometimes these are known by the preacher and other times they are ticks and habits that must be pointed out to be changed. Public speaking in any context, and especially in a church setting, engages your whole mind and body. This means speakers can easily find themselves neglecting to pay attention to their body language and physical habits because they have to remember what to say and everyone is watching. So I want to point out that this is not easy to do, that when you are speaking, you are doing physical things. And sometimes those physical things that you're doing or even saying or just non-verbally communicating can be distracting and you don't know it because if you're not intentional about it, it's very difficult to get this right because you are in a pretty high stress situation, right? You're speaking in public 
And most people are afraid to do that. And you're out there doing it. So the first thing is just to understand that what we do as preachers is a challenging thing to do, to get up and not only speak in public, but to do it from the perspective of God, his word, carrying that spiritual weight and authority, wanting to get that right, at the same time be engaging and be interesting and be encouraging and be challenging, but not too challenging and funny, but not too funny and all these things, right? So a lot of that stuff is happening and we have a lot to think about. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some things to think about beforehand, before you get to that situation, so that you can avoid doing things that are going to be distracting unnecessarily to your listeners. All of us could use some coaching in this area. When I look back through videos of my sermons, I notice more distracting physical tendencies than I care to admit. But there is hope, and we can all overcome these by knowing what they are and how to eliminate them. I want to offer five common physical distractions I've observed in preaching over the years. I've also seen a good amount of these in my own preaching over the years, and I've sought to correct and eliminate them. This is why watching your game film is so important. I watch the video of every sermon I preach. This helps me see what others see when I preach and has proven invaluable to me as it helps me know what to improve. So the first thing I want to say is if you want to even be able to identify what kinds of distracting habits you have when you preach, you have to watch yourself preach and carefully. Andy Stanley used to say that he watched every single message he's, he ever preaches. And he was saying this up until just a few years ago, so I'm sure he still does it. If you think about it, if anybody could say, hey, I'm good, I, I got this, I got this down, the communication thing, I wrote the book on it, I'm great, it would probably be Andy Stanley. But he still watches his game film. He watches himself preach. Why? Well, because he knows that he can still improve things. He can still get better. He can still be better. And so don't ever negate the value of watching back through your sermons. And here's a little tip. Don't just watch your sermon, but turn the sound off, all right? And watch, just watch yourself preach with the sound off. You'll notice things that you don't notice with the sound on. You'll notice your gestures. You'll notice how much you move. All of that stuff is important information. And then also watch with the sound on because it's important to hear your content as well. I'm just giving you different ideas of how to do it. So what are the five, with all that said, with that foundation laid, what are the five distracting physical habits of preachers? In this article, in this podcast episode, we will deal with the first two distractions and in part two, we'll look at three more. So today we're gonna to dive into two. Number one, turning your back to the audience to read from the screen. And number two, using filler words and vocal pauses. That's what we're gonna dig into today. So, turning your back to the audience to read from the screen. I love when a preacher decides to ditch the notes. In fact, we did a two-part series of episodes on that very recently. You can go back and check those out. I did two weeks on how to ditch the notes entirely, or at least reduce your dependency on notes. However, one unintentional consequence of such a departure from the traditional notes on the podium model is that preachers go from staring down at a page, remember we talked about that, where you know, you'd kind of look down at your notes and what people see is the top of your head as you stare at your notes, that's not good. Pastors go from staring down at a page to turning their backs to the audience to read from the screen behind them. Could you guys just look up at this screen with me? Could you look up there? Do you see this? Let's look. <laughs> 
unengaging. Unengaging. And by the way, if it's weird what I'm doing with the microphone, if I get more than like an inch away from this, you can't hear me. Like over here, you can't hear me. So I have to kind of awkwardly stay right on top of it. It's kind of the way it works. So um, anyway, when you turn your back to the audience, it completely disengages you from any chance of keeping them with you. There's a common rule of any stage presentation. Never turn your back to the audience. Turning your back to the to your listeners can make them uncomfortable and cause them to disengage with you. Unless in the rare case that you're making a point that it's illustrated by turning your back, okay? In the rare case, like one out of 200 sermons that you might decide, I'm gonna do an illustration where I turn my back, okay? Fine, do it then. But for the purposes of reading from the screen, don't turn your back to your audience and stare up at the screen and read from it. The audience does not want to see the back of your head. And it's not only that they don't want to see the back of your head. They may not even be thinking in those terms. They may not even be thinking like, oh, I really want to see your face, not the back of your head. It may not be conscious. But subconsciously, when you turn around and what they have to focus on is just the back of your body and the back of your head as you stare up at a screen... Uh, yeah, sure, you're turning their attention to the screen, so they may not be looking at you, but it's awkward. It's just, it's awkward on stage. It's it's distracting, and it loses the engagement. So now you got to turn around and get the engagement back, and I just say, don't do that. A great alternative to this is to use a TV on a stick right next to you on stage. This way you can point to it as you're speaking and not draw attention away from your audience. We talked about this when we talked about ditching your notes that it's a it's a kind of a cheat where instead of just having this big screen back there where you have to say there it is over there on the screen you have it right next to you so you are facing the the screen but you're really facing your audience with the screen so you're drawing people's attention to it and helping them engage with a point instead of it's back there check it out with me if that makes sense so number one, don't turn your back to your audience to read from the screen. Number two, using filler words and vocal pauses. Now, this is one of those things where you might say, well, this isn't a physical distraction. This is a verbal distraction. And yes, you're right. That, that is a technicality that I will uh, you know, admit. But it is an important distraction that happens when you pepper your sermon with filler words. If you want to dramatically improve the delivery of your sermons overnight, do this one thing. Eliminate filler words and vocal pauses from your sermon delivery. Period. If you do that, just take away everything else we're going to say in these this two-episode series and just eliminate filler words and vocal pauses, you will dramatically improve the delivery of your sermons overnight. Now, what is a filler word and vocal pauses, you might say? Well, I will tell you, you can read more about them in uh, Preaching Donkey Post from, from years ago, how to stop using throwaway words in your sermons. We also did an episode on it not too long ago. But in short, we use these words when we fill in the gaps of our speech with throwaway words like um, uh, you know, like, and others. They are a huge distraction because they don't allow people the opportunity to soak in what you've said. Instead, they fill the silence with what essentially becomes noise to your listeners and causes them to tune you out entirely. 
Don't believe me? Try this next time. Find a good place in your sermon to go completely silent for three seconds. Maybe after you make a point or read a verse. Whatever the place in your sermon, pause for just three seconds without warning. Don't fill the silence. Don't explain what you're doing. Here's what you'll notice. Everyone will look up. They will momentarily attend to what you're saying. For that instance, you have them. What you say next is vitally important because all eyes are on you. But if instead of pausing, you were to say, um, uh, and then give your next thought, you would have way less people paying attention in that moment. Okay, so let me, let me make sure I fully get this across because this is so important to understand. Pauses are powerful. So if you want a point to stick, or if you want the next thing you're about to say to really punch, a pause inserted either before the thing you want to punch or after the thing you just said so you want to let it settle, a pause can be a powerful thing. Will a filler word or a vocal pause, a vocalized pause, what that means is that that pause that should be silent is filled. And it's filled with noise. It's filled with, uh, um, uh, let me give you an example. So let's say that you say something like this. You're quoting scripture. You're quoting Paul. And you're wanting to say it naturally. And so Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old is gone. The new has come. Okay? That's a way of saying it with some pauses inserted for effect, or at least for capturing some attention. Now contrast that by saying it this way. If anyone is in Christ, um, he's a new creature, and uh, the old is gone, you know, and the new has come. Totally different. Totally different. It's distracting. I peppered that sentence with unnecessary filler words, right? One statement is just clean. It just exists on its own. I give it time to sit and stew. The other one, you are having to listen to my brain think of my next thought. And you're having to listen to me process through what I just said and think about what I'm about to say, and it muddles the whole thing. And this is a distracting physical or verbal habit that pastors have that if you want to just drastically improve, do this one thing. It is the thing that separates really skilled communicators from people who just haven't put in the work. If instead of pausing, you were to say, um, uh, give your next thought, we talked about that. So give it a try and experiment with it. It will motivate you to do what it takes to stop using those words. Check out the post to overcome the habit of filler words and audible pauses. That's a, we did a video podcast episode on it not too long ago. In part two of this post, we will examine the next three physical distracting habits. For now, which of these two habits are you most prone to? What can you do about it this week? Hint, you may need to watch your last sermon video to know if these two are a problem. These habits, especially with the usage of filler words, are often unknown to the communicator. So watch your last sermon. And if you happen to stare back at the screen, just that's an easy one. Just arrange to where you don't have to do that in your next sermon and avoid it. 
But the real big thing that you're looking for this week when you watch your message is how many times are you using filler words and vocal pauses and how can you begin to eliminate those? I think the first step is to become aware of them. Now, I will say every single one of us use audible pauses and vocalized filler words and audible pauses. It's just the way it is. However, we can seek to eliminate and reduce them as much as possible. And that's really the goal because the fewer of those that are used, the more concise and clear and compelling your communication is going to be. So let me know in the comments what you think and we will dive into more distracting physical habits of preachers next week. But for now, you've got your homework. Go for it. Go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. If you haven't yet, grab your free guide there. I will see you in episode 101. Until then, remember, if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast.